There's not a thing in rugby league this man doesn't know. And it's because he's on the scene when most of these things happen. Uh, the chief league writer from the Courier Mail, Pete Bedell, joins us. G'day, Pete. Hello, boys. Good to talk. Uh, lovely to have you on again. Breaking story today. You're all over this, mate. Payne Haas, $10 million deal for 10 years, Pete. Is that being offered by the Broncos? Yeah, it's quite remarkable, isn't it, Jay? So I can tell you that they've had talks in the last week or two and it's reaching the pointy end. So they've discussed the 10-year option and it's worth about a million dollars a season. So it hasn't been formally rubber-stamped yet, but it, it has gone to the Broncos' board, is what I'm told. And there is a genuine move to offer a lifetime contract to Payne Haas. So he's 21 years old. They are looking to tie him up to the end of 2031. It is an extraordinary mm. deal he would be the first million-dollar forward in Broncos history and one of the highest-paid players in the game's history. So it is a remarkable deal for a very talented young prop. Yeah, and the debate will rage as to whether he's worth it or not. I certainly think I certainly think it's uh, it, they're heading in the right direction. Uh, we know that Dave Donaghy and Ben Eichen have um, you know, let, let players go or indicated some other players can leave apart from Matt Lodge. Is this the, are they making these big decisions together, this new combination of, uh, of CEO and general manager of football? Yeah, they are, Badge. I mean, I, I know when Ben Eichen first was appointed, one of the key words he used was alignment, and he wanted alignment between himself, the CEO, Dave Donaghy, and the coach, Kevin Walters. And, and this is, no doubt, a, a more than a bipartisan move. I mean, they all have a retention and recruitment committee that sit down to discuss potential recruits and potential re-signings, and Dave Donaghy's been added to that. Ben Eichen now heads up that as football boss. And Kevin Walters would no doubt have some say in it as well. So, look, this is this is a seminal moment, guys, this deal. I mean, I know some people will be critical of it, that it's too long, that the money's too great. But for me, Payne Haas is the best player they've got. He showed last week against the Sharks in the 80th minute, he was the bloke there to bat hmm. the ball dead and prevent a try. That is the hmm. one. That is the winner you want. That's the competitor. I, would, I think he's worth every cent, Payne Haas. Yeah, no doubt at all. Hey, um... Can we move on to what's happened with Jai Arrow? I'm hoping you can fill in a few of the little missing details for us. Um, do you know how he was actually found out that he had uh, a, a girl in a his A dancer, badge. A dancer. A, <laughs> that shouldn't have Professional. been there. Yeah, well, it's a good, good question, Badge. Look, I think um, talking to the Maroons, they, they felt that Jai knew that he'd stuffed up he was pretty guilt-ridden about the whole thing, and he self-reported to Maroon's bosses. Now, obviously, there'd been some internal whispers. There'd been there would have been a few other players that were aware of the breach, and Jai decided, look, enough was enough. And he fronted management and said, look, I, I have I've had an unregistered guest at the hotel, and I'm prepared to take any consequence that comes my way. So, look, he's he's fallen on his sword, if you want to call it that, guys. It's a pretty hefty fine, at effectively what? fifty thousand dollars. Uh, we use match payment. But, yeah, guys, it's disappointing all round for the Maroons. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, allegedly, it was a dancer. Uh, Pete, was he learning the foxtrot, the cha-cha, or was he auditioning for Dancing with the Stars? The TikToking. Oh, geez, maybe he wanted to be Daryl Summers on uh, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Who knows? <laughs> I I don't want to know. He's a, I'll just say he's probably a better dancer than I am. So, um, look, it's it's a bad, bad look for the QRL, and um, they should be pretty ashamed all around because I think today their handling of it has been a disgrace, yeah. to be honest. I think they've shown oh. a real lack of leadership through this. Well, 
I was going to get on to that. Paul Green, a couple of things today. The Queensland coach, he's rung the Premier's office to apologise. Queensland government aren't happy at all with what went down, but they're going to let him off the hook, I believe, Pete. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then that media conference today, how bizarre was that? Were you there, Pete? I was there, guys. And look, I must say, I initially spoke to Queensland hierarchy and Paul Green wasn't planning to do the press conference. Uh, he eventually decided to front the media, but all he did was a basically a 10-second doorstop and then refused to take questions and walked off. And he left Christian Welsh to do an eight-minute press conference. And I've got to commend Christian Welsh. I thought he was outstanding for a guy who's not the coach. He's not a CEO. He fronted up and took the questions with Kurt Capewell, the other Queensland teammate. And I just think for Paul Green as coach to walk away and to leave his players to answer the tough questions was a disgrace. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. cowardice. And if I'm the coach, I want to take the bullets, not my players. So for me, if I'm, and the QRL hierarchy in general should be ashamed as well. They were nowhere to be seen. So it just underlines what a shambolic organisation they are. And this is why they're in the mess they're in now. Can't disagree with you on the QRL there, Pete. Um, what are you hearing about the actual Queensland team now? They're up against it, smashed in the first two games. This drama as they head into the, 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 the opportunity to save a bit of face in Game 3. Are they, is it a happy group? Are they, are they happy campers, so to speak? Well, Badge, look, I know there's been a lot of talk about a perceived boozing culture and, and some real morale issues. Look, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that their culture is toxic by any means. I wouldn't say there's a drinking problem by any means. Look, I, there's no doubt morale's a little bit down at the moment. All the guys are a little bit down over the, the Joy Arrow affair. Uh, and they're going to have to pick themselves up now and, and combine collectively to win this game. Oh, I just I just can't see, Badge and Jace, how it happens. I mean, I just think New South Wales are riding high. They're confident. They've had a smooth transition to Game 3. A few injuries, but nothing to hope they can't overcome. I just don't see, guys, how Queensland find the spirit and overcome some of the internal ructions to, to win this Game 3. I just can't see it happening. Well, right. I hope they can. There are more talented side this mob, that's for sure. Pete, I, th- I think we're safe as Blues supporters, mate. I think, we've got this, uh, I think it's a clean, oh, clean sweep, Pete. <laughs> oh, can't, how good. First in 21 years, Jace. How good is that? I've got the broom ready. I've got the broom ready, Pete. Ready to go. Ready to sweep. <laughs> Sorry, Batch. Come on. Pete Patel. Matthews. <laughs> Chief League Rider for the Courier Mail, mate. We appreciate your time uh, on Sports Zone. Thanks a lot. No worries, guys. Anytime.